0: You're listening to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, a podcast for guitar lovers. But if you're truly, madly, deeply in love with guitars, why not head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and enjoy not only a weekly Patreon special, but also the Hall of Fame podcast. This week, it's my go to bring a bottle to the party. Have it all. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by a solo Mark Packham. I like to do it. Do it. Yes. Oh, for goodness sake. Yes, that's right. We are Jay Crossless and Matt Knightless this week. It is just uh... a... Jay, Jay Crossless panties. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, it is It is just you and me on the on the podcast, Mark. We're alone, just the two of us. The best ones, the host and the ex-host,
1: together. I don't know if you're trapped in here with me or I'm trapped in here with you. Mm. Could
0: be either. It could be. Um, we're also podcasting at Mark Packham's house. Um, Different,
1: mixing it up. Yes, we're seeing if you can have a allergic reaction to the cats. Yeah,
0: I'm allergic to Mark's cats, and I forgot to bring antihistamines. So we're on
1: borrowed time. It'd be interesting to see how far you actually make it through this podcast before we have to give up.
0: Yes, I think towards the end of this podcast, it's. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be quite interesting. But surprisingly enough, we actually have a. There's a ton of news. There's a ton of new stuff, and we had some cool stuff turn up this week and you're preparing for a gig at the moment which means you've been doing the the rare thing which is actually playing musical equipment in between I mean, coming on the podcast and talking about I it I play musical instruments all the time it's just not that often that I
1: get to plug them into an amplifier and play yeah, them right. at gig volume right sure um so yeah I, was, I had a band practice this week so i've got a gig coming up in the next couple of weeks um so went to a local rehearsal room um and normally they have uh, either mark bass or ampeg there um so usually it's i use like a little mark or use the the best bass amp the uh, svt it's classic that no no there's not, not, the not an classic. svt classic SVT, svt 450, 450 which,
0: is, which is listener if you're not aware of the svt 450 they're great it's not great it was a it was a solid state. Is it even solid state? Is it digital? Is it Class D? No, no, no. They're not. Sort of just they're just solid right. state transistors. Right. Okay. State. So it's so it's a it's a solid state um Ampeg amplifier put in the chassis of an SVT classic. But of course there are no valves. So if you look at the back of the amp, it's just this tiny little bit where the actual amplifier is, and then all this space. It's just a lie. It's a lie, and that's my problem with it. They do it. look good though. They look great and they sound good and they're not particularly heavy. They sound terrible. Whenever I have to use them, I practically have to shut down the treble and I think I have to like max out the bass just to get it to sound like that's flat. what you want though. You want the top end. If you're
1: if you're getting the amp, you're getting it because you want the top end.
0: So rubbish. And it has like a built-in 12 band graphic eq yeah. which of course no one's ever wanted ever
1: i think they're actually seven band but uh um, oh seven band yeah yeah um so i used to have uh, this is a bit of a tangent from what we're going to talk about i used yeah, to have sorry. the combo version of uh that circuit what well, not think it was, they, as, they, it was loud the, as loud as that wasn't
0: it the b series yeah
1: i used to have a b2 which was the 15 inch combo it sort of looked a little bit like a washing machine um which was awesome, and then I had a two ten extension cab for it, and that's honestly one of the best bass sounds it I've ever had.
0: Almost, almost definitely wasn't, but they were good. I, I, we, that was like a time when Ampeg B series combos were popular on lots of backlines, and actually sounded pretty good. Yeah, I, I just I think that kind of period for Ampeg is
1: actually pretty good, pretty solid. I much prefer that to the Porter Flex of well, recent
0: years. Well, the Porter Flex is... It's pretty yeah. unusable. That, were to they, be I thought they sounded all right when they when they worked. I mean, I, I was a massive fan of them mainly because um, the, on the last Mars Volta tour, which would have been the Nocturnicat tour, um, Juan Aldrete started using Portaflexes. Yeah, he was using two of the five hundred watt Portaflexes into four four tens. Um, but we, yeah, and for that reason, I think I gave them time of day. But I also. Appreciate that he could have had a new one at every show. Sure, sure. So for when they went down. Just a whole truck full of brand
1: new portaflexes exactly. ready to replace them. Anyway, so normally uh, Ampeg or Mark Base, which would be my two preferences for base amps, but this time around. There you was... couldn't pick two things there that
0: could sound more different as well.
1: Yeah, but. The way that I set up a mark bass, I can make it sound amp Um So, yeah, I can get my sound of, out of pretty much anything. But this time around, um, there was an amp from a company no no longer with us. I don't think they're around anymore. No, they're not. Gens Benz. Yes. Um, so, let me just see if I can find some history for So,
0: Gens Benz, as, as we, we you reminded me before, they were acquired by Fender, yeah. And shortly after liquidated. And actually the the story behind the very amplifier that you played was that about six years ago, um, I think because Fender had acquired them, uh, Gak got offered like a bulk load of yeah. Gens Benzes, like a couple of combos and I think two or three sizes of heads. And we got them in and I was really into them. And then um and then Jimmy, the guy who was running uh Brighton El- Electric. Yeah. Um, although I might have been, not been Jimmy at that time. Well, one of the guys from Brighton Electric got hold of me and were like, yeah, we, I think they'd just bought Little Mark 250s. They bought some of those. and A re- great amp. Really didn't like them. A great re- amp. Really unreliable, really breaking. Yeah, the 250... Not a great That was the though. first time, I think, that Mark Bass had outsourced. I think yeah. they, the first time they weren't Italian-made, whilst Mark Bass have a fantastic rep. I think just as a rehearsal studio for a place where this amp's going to be on for, what, 10 hours of every day... It's not ideal. They, they weren't finding these 250s were especially ideal, nor were they finding that they especially held up in sort of two guitar... Uh, bands yeah
1: yeah so the 250s were weird because they were just the little mark but with a 250 watt amp rather than the 500 watt amp of the regular one yeah and the 250 i don't know you know we've talked about before about how d the kind of class d amps sound a bit choked and that i find that particularly the case um when they're underpowered so the 250
0: yeah i can imagine not holding up anyway have gone off back the to the end. Back but, to the original yes, story. Yes. So they, they contacted me and were like, What 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 amps what amps should we get? And I was like, These Gens Benzes, they're fantastic. And so now, six years on from that day, is the first time. See, isn't that a testament to that amplifier? Well, yeah, the fact that it's lasted six years. But I mean, there is only one there and I did sell them about five. Okay, fine, fine. Um yeah, I didn't realise.
1: So they were actually the original company uh was Jeff Gensler, who was the um him and his wife basically started the company. Oh, that's
0: not I thought it was 20, the amplifier 20,
1: arm of Mercedes-Benz. That I don't think is how it works. Um so they must have started so this website was built in twenty twelve.
0: Uh what's twenty twelve minus, minus twenty five? two two thousand and twelve minus yeah. twenty five would be ninety seven minus would you say 25, 77? Yeah, 1977.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, basically, they started the company then. Um, and then pretty shortly after this, in 2012, they were bought out by Fender. Uh, and as you say, Fender sort of ran with it for a while. And then I think some of the tech kind of got folded into Fender's other stuff. And again, Ben's name was retired. Um, anyway, so my experience of this amp at the weekend... Um, it was loud enough for the job. Yes. But the EQ on the amp was probably the hardest EQ yeah. to get a sound, a decent sound out of but
0: I've ever experienced. If you like high mids, then the Gens Benz is... That was the problem. So, you know what they remind me of is... um Oh, what's that brand that Flea plays that like no one else oh, plays? Um, Galey and Kruger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, what they remind me of. So...
1: I like to think with my bass playing... Tweetery, Yeah, I, I like to think with my bass playing, and my bass in particular, I can always get my sound out of anything. Like, I can get my sound out of an Ampeg, I can get it out of a Mark bass, I can get it out of uh, definitely a Gannon and Kruger I've played before, and I can definitely get my sound out of those. My sound is kind of grindy, with loads of bottom, loads of top, and I just generally leave the mids fairly flat. So I'd say it's not... It's a a very modern bass sound, but the P-bass, the fact that P-bass has got over-accentuated mid-range means that I think it fills out a lot of the frequency spectrum. What I was finding with the uh, Gens-Benz was that I just couldn't, figure out the mids at all so it had a power It's four band eq bass treble parametric mid so uh mid frequency and then a mid level and then also it had three levels of shelving so it had yeah, didn't it bass have that on like treble a and a mid switches yeah, as well. yeah which is pretty common you know ampeg does do that a lot with their stuff so it was uh bass shelf treble shelf and then a mid scoop um i just couldn't get it to sound Anyway, and I was even doing that thing where you boost the mid-level all the way up, and then you sweep the filter, like the frequency. So it was doing that right. th- like kind of wah sound. And there was just no frequency on there where it sounded good. I couldn't get the mid-range to sound good. And for me, that's the first time for a very, very long time I've experienced that with a bass amp.
0: They are... 100% not designed with punk rock in mind. Or, yeah, but, or like rock in yeah,
1: mind. But, um, They're very that, funky, though.
0: glittery, clean. You
1: say that it's though. It's all but about
0: the, any amp that has an option to mid-scoop on it is quite specifically you, designed I understand for mental I understand that, but also at the same time, they've
1: got um, a preamp gain and volume and a master volume. So I assume the idea was that you could drive the front end to get yeah. a kind of grindy sound out of it. But I could understand, I just couldn't, I couldn't get the mids, I couldn't get them to behave in the way that I wanted, and I'd never experienced that, Well, certainly not of an amp of that that quality, if I was looking at like, you know, a laney practice amp or whatever, then yeah, perhaps I wouldn't be able to get the sound, but I just couldn't, it was infuriating. Absolutely infuriating. Well, fortunately, there
0: aren't too many of them about. So, I don't, well, that's it, true. Yeah,
1: you know. It, you know, it's quite a redundant topic to open the show with, really. But
0: yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you know, give me Ampere, give me Mark Base any day, and that's what my base but sounds not, like. But not, you know, Mercedes Benz. Stick to cars. That's the moral of this story. Yes. Anyway, uh, this week we've also had a few more fun things turn up for us to have a butchers at considerations for. Well, they're actually just stuff for us to look at it, but considerations for gear of the year.
1: Yeah, so just a,
0: a bit of an explanation how we're running gear of the year this year. We're almost running it as kind of
1: a year long thing rather than oh, it gets to December the 1st and we're recording on December the 6th. Which is how it normally Yeah, and then we scrabble around going through all of the uh, posts on Facebook, all of like Premier Guitar and Music Radar to see, go back through all the press releases and go back through any press releases we've got. We're actually kind of keeping on top of it throughout the year this year, um, which is good because it means that we can... We're not going to miss anything. Well, when something gets announced, we're just contacting the company and saying, can we hear this? So we make sure that we've heard as many products as possible for Gear of the Year. And the format of Gear of the Year, I think this year might be a bit different. Yeah,
0: because we're going to, Introduce the uh, the power supply only category.
1: There's, I mean, there is the line dancing section mm. where you three have to kind of fight it out. Who does the? I set up a line dance. Yeah, and then you each get a product that you're representing, right. and the first person to fail in a line dance Ooh. move is it
0: like an interpretive line dance of that product?
1: Uh, no, no, no. It's a, it's a global line dance that I sort of represents the year year's right. gear. I see, and then you'll represent a piece of gear that you've selected. Ah and uh, the first person to forget a part of the dance then gets eliminated, and it's the last man standing. And that is how we're picking gear of the year this year. So, um, yeah, no, uh, there will be some new categories and stuff, but, you know, we're a long way off from this. But what it is meaning is that hopefully we'll get to play a lot more stuff this year, because we're keeping on
0: top of things as they get announced. Yes, absolutely. And some of that cool stuff is we've got... We've had a couple of uh, pedals turn up this week. One of the ones that I was most excited about... Was the uh, the Rocket Surgeon? Um, well, Nordstrand Audio Rocket Surgeon Ice
1: Caves. So Nordstrand, I know from primarily pickups, pickups. bass pickups, but yeah. it seems like they do guitar pickups as well. Yeah, they certainly do. And they've also got this offshoot, which is Rocket Surgeon, which is yeah.
0: their pedals, like
1: boutiquey pedals.
0: Yeah. So have you had a chance to plug this in? So I have, yeah. So the the Ice Caves, as as you might guess, is uh, you know from the name is a is a is a reverb pedal, but it's it's also a delay. In fact, you um, it it has sort of uh, like a a level, depth, echo, and brightness. Brightness is quite unique on there. But those are like your conventional controls, I guess. Your more standard things.
1: When it's brightness, is
0: that like bringing in like a shimmer? See no, it's okay. not. Think of the brightness as um sort of analogue sounding delay tales through okay. two. It's it's sort of if you think of the name the name Ice Caves and like the backstory to this pedal is is literally that the the designer went to see these uh these ice caves uh, uh somewhere, somewhere. Dachstein the Dach, Dachstein, yeah, in Austria glacier in Austria yeah whatever yeah and uh you know the the, the whole idea of of this pedal is it's supposed to it it's, it's supposed to represent that sort of cavernous you know massive sound so i guess the sort of um having no definition to the echoes is kind of quite quintessential of that sort of natural sounding reverb so yeah. it's that sort of thing but the 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 fifth control is really where it gets interesting the the fifth control is the ice control which is a rotary Interestingly, then, like the rest of the knobs on the pedal are white
1: and this one is like clear,
0: like yeah. ice. Yeah, this one's clear and glows blue and, oh, and also awesome. pulsates as well, depending on what setting you have, because you also have uh like a three way toggle called ambience where you are selecting uh between delay, reverb, or you're just having it off. The middle position is is off and gives you more a more conventional tone. So if you set this as reverb, you're basically yeah. adding reverb to the reverb. That sort of thing. Well, on reverb, it's kind of like, I can only describe this uh, by using a sound that I make with my mouth. Always good. Yeah. Uh, so if you have it on reverb, it kind of goes, when you, if you were to like hit your guitar, make a little ch noise, yeah. it would uh, go, What noise? Chow, you know, on okay. your guitar strings. It would go... So I just wanted to check the clean tone before chow. we do the full Yeah, demo. that's the clean tone. Yeah. So you've done that on your strings and it would go... <sighs> Okay, interesting. So instead of ch- you get, but do you get the ch- as well? Yeah, well, yeah, but
1: sort of like ch- right, fine. Ch- and then if you yeah. have that on delay, what does it what kind um, of sound? Does it make ch- right, fine? So, so
0: you're choosing between ch- or sorry, but more. Ch- ch- and okay fine that makes sense yeah, yeah i know exactly. that's
1: a very stupid way to uh to describe it I'm but yeah you. that makes complete sense to but me it's
0: kind of like is it's almost like having that ice setting on it is is making it clip is like giving this because it sounds like it's clipping it's it's it sounds like you've put way too much on and to, to be honest like i do find when as soon as you turn this on the whole pedal becomes quite unwieldy um, unwieldy unwieldy yeah and you can mess around with the depth and echo like you would on like an analog delay and almost right. get some dive bombs out of there but sort of with more reverby tones you can move around the note essentially nice by manipulating the uh the 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 echo and then the depth obviously is just the depth is the volume of that effect but man i thought i thought it was it was really super cool and it's like a it's a 199 dollar pedal and for if you're looking for a weird reverb, I was like setting it quite subtly, like quite low in the mix, but because you can make it low in the mix but still make the sounds quite crazy and expressive. Yeah, and it's it's just a really nice, uh, it's really nice to have underneath anything as uh, as just something filling out sound. I, th- I thought it was an absolutely fantastic pedal, but you know, you guys all need to check it out. And listeners, if you ever get the opportunity to try one, if you're looking for like a reverb that does something different, I think the Ice Caves is super
1: cool $199 by yeah, the way so it's the most said. so they do oh I didn't hear you say that um so they do a range of pedals uh we should just quickly talk about them the uh astro rocket overdrive uh the black hat fuzz on oh, no, a code name black hat fuzz uh and the boris fuzz for the people Uh, which has got a kind of like Soviet vibe to it. Um, That's the guitar pedals, and they also do some bass pedals as well. They do um, a bass preamp DI, which I guess is kind of... Quintessential,
0: really. Everyone needs one of them.
1: Well, a sans I guess, $349. uh, And and that's it, because the other bass pedal, which was described as the serotone mood-altering bass fuzz, um, has now sold out. So... Yeah, but interesting company. Obviously, you know you know the pedigree of Nordstrand, and uh,
0: the pedals look great. Yeah, by all accounts, or your account, sound great. Yeah, super cool. The the other pedal we got through was the Dirty Haggard Audio. This is named after you, Dirty and Haggard. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) So this is like this is your classic. This is a this is a Portland, Oregon company. So this is like a. Hipster effects, uh, okay. you know, for once, you know, it's a, it's, it's full sort of uh, the tone mob, Blake Wyland, te- okay, like territory of, of effects, but it's like that sort of, you know, Portland boutique pedal, cool artwork. It's called the this one's the DH2, the Death Fuzz, um, and it's their second fuzz, which that they, the, where they've modified some of the circuit. Awesome, like cool skull decal on the front. I love that the foot switch is slightly offset and that the controls are sort of offset on the other side. It's really cool looking anyway. I, I really like it. And it does, for fuzz, it does two things that I really like. Okay. It does both fuzz sounds. <laughs> okay, good. Well, because fuzzes are either modern, they're either like a fuzz factory or they're a big muff. Yeah. Because there are only two fuzz sounds. Sure. So you're either one or the other. Yeah. And I really like that this one does both. Because, of course, the what the what what is the difference between a fuzz factory and a... And a big muff, just like transistors, a and noise that. gate. That's that's the difference. Just pedals and that. Well, no, it's 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 just a gate, a gate on the fuzz. That's yeah. that's the fundamental difference between modern and traditional sounding fuzz. And this one has a gate that you can just flick on and off, and it's and it's remarkable. Like as soon as it's off, you've got this big like vintagey Jimi Hendrix fuzz tone. And as soon as it's on, you've got like. I mean, it was so spluttery. It's so, so you know, we, I love when you use a fuzz and you turn down, like, just notch down the volume on your guitar a little bit so that the fuzz struggles to process that signal and you get, it really starts to cut out and sound like you're sort of just pulling the jack in and out of your yeah, guitar. It's, you get like broken battery sound. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's brilliant. And this was fantastic, you know, for that sort of thing. I always find it difficult to judge fuzzes because, A, there are there are so many. Like, the market is so completely full of fuzzes. Yeah. And, B, like, a fuzz either sounds bad or good. If it sounds bad, you know, fine, whatever. But if it sounds good, I find it impossible to then rate it against other fuzzes because there's not, like, a scale. I but- find it, out of all the effects, it's the most subjective, which is a kind of
1: strange thing to say. But I think... There's quite a lot of consensus around modulation stuff. So good chorus, I think most people kind of recognise that as good chorus. So good phaser, people kind yeah. of recognise it recognize, as
0: good. Well, it's because the difference is good and cheesy. Isn't yeah, it? whereas
1: with a fuzz,
0: some people like... Bad sounding fuzz, if that yeah. makes sense. And by bad sounding, do you mean like what I was discussing? Kind like of, yeah. Super gated, a yeah. bit yeah. ring moddy. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: you know, even this pedal, the DH2. Uh, this is modelled after the um, Shinai fuzz, um, the right. Companion fuzz, um, and those traditionally have like, I don't know, that you know, if you just plug one in now, most people would to the kind of non trained ear most people would be like that sounds bad
0: Right. Um,
1: sure. this actually does a few different things so it's got a filter control in there which means that you can kind of mitigate the mid scoop that the um, companion fuzz has Right. Um, and obviously the gate is in there as well um, and yeah I think fuzz is a tough one I'll be really interested to hear this because bad fuzz can be good fuzz and the other way round good fuzz can be inappropriate
0: um so yeah, I want to hear what the DH two sounds like. Yeah, I th- I thought it was um I thought it was super cool. I can't remember what I was playing it through. I think I just ran it through a base six actually. Everything for you is base six at the moment. Uh, so yeah. I'm not surprised. It, it's the only in, in, in my office I've only got a, the base six and um my ES one seven five out and I didn't think the ES one seven five was the most appropriate thing to to try a fuzz no. through. No, it's not the most, um, it's too subtle for the fuzz. Well, it's just too big and hollow. Yeah. And also, I've never restrung it. Well, hasn't it got flats on it? No, no, it's not got oh, flats. Oh, it feels like it's got flats on it. Yeah. Because you've never re it. I've never it. Restrung it, and it's in D standard.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably best that we don't demo stuff with that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Probably, I should stick, stick some flats on it. I think that's a good idea. No, that just means that I can't play it. Hmm. Yes, that's true. Also, we've had some guitars turn up as well. Talking about things I can't play. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> these guitars are so wonderfully like wonderfully inappropriate for the four of us. Yeah. Yeah, um, completely. Yeah, so we were we were speaking to court just before gear of the year and um uh because uh, listener if you heard I can't remember when it was. It was it was a, a few months ago now. We did like a it might have been a Patreon, actually. I can't remember where I think we sort of discovered that Court had a massive catalogue of guitars, and well, some of them were pretty cool.
1: I think we've always known that. It's just that before, the massive catalogue of guitars has been, here's 20 slightly different
0: variations of the Les Paul. Here's yeah, 20 yeah. slightly different variations of Telly's. That was right, because we were talking about other companies. like We were talking about like Vintage, and um, what's the other one? Um, I'm, I mean, there's there's quite a few. If you yeah, start, I can't remember. But we were talking about companies like that, companies that don't especially have an identity, but instead make yeah, you know, just make you know, solid stuff. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty conventional. And we were talking about Court, and it was only when we checked out their website we were like, oh, there's tons of stuff, and some of it is actually really cool. Yeah. Um, and of course, Court have an excellent reputation for making well-built guitars because it's all. Um, well, a lot of it is out of the um, the same factory that you're seeing like PRS, SEs come from. Uh, no, it's out of their own factory. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. No, Court, are, yeah, for years have been making their own stuff. Oh, no, stuff. sorry, sorry. Yes, of course. I'm saying the wrong thing. Um, the Court are, are producing the Sterlings for Music Man. That I don't know if that's true, but that could well be true. It is, yeah. Okay,
1: fine. Um, and... Yeah, I mean the the stuff's always been really high quality, but you know, I'm on the website now. If I go to electric guitars and I go to um you know, there's quite a lot of kind of strats and tellies, although they do make that Sunset TC, which is the Oh yeah, yeah, remember Les Paul Junior shape. but it's bolt-on.
0: Bolt-on. And it's P90.
1: Relicked. It's reliced P90
0: in the neck telly pickup in the bridge That's so cool it and, looks amazing I'm and Richard. it comes in two colors and the autumn awesome. it comes in like a butterscotch or it comes in like a vintage white oh
1: it looks amazing yeah it is
0: great i just wish it wasn't bolt on though I no mean,
1: yeah but i think for if you want telly pickup in the bridge you oh, want I bolt guess on so, yeah you want bolt on
0: it is really cool i don't i'm no i no i think it was more money than we wanted it to be i think it was like i need to look into that because they, they look like awesome
1: um so yeah just to sum up you know they make a ton of stuff that is like les Pauls. you know the cr series which are basically les Pauls. they do like a studio and a standard um they do obviously the manson guitars um but they've also extended the kind of matt bellamy design over to just like a regular telly um and apart from that you know tons of it is just gibson and fender style guitars but
0: what we've discovered recently is that they do way more than that. Yeah, unfortunately, I think when we contact them, we evidently weren't specific enough <laughs> we just, about the fact that we're really into like the sunset tea. We just, we, I think we just said to them,
1: um, "Gear of the Year is coming up. What do you want to send us? You know, yeah, send we, us something should, that you want to recommend." We, we, and, we should never
0: have given them the choice. They made the right choice for them because it's definitely the guitars that they're pushing. But as instruments that we've got to play and review, <laughs> it was not so. The other day, turned up their KX500MS, which is a um, green burst, sported maple seven string, fan fret, double active EMG uh, mono bridged, you know, super strat total sort of metal guitar it's not
1: much of a guitar nerds guitar for <laughs> well i say guitar nerds i mean the brand name guitar nerds you yeah know, not uh people who are interested in guitars um yeah like i said
0: i don't think i would know how to play this it's um it's absolutely fantastically built so it's it's like a gorgeous three neck sort of uh like um uh sort of maple walnut maple walnut maple walnut sort of construction and uh, like the top is lovely like there's sort of as like a satin sport burst finish it's the sort of thing that Ibanez are charging twice the price for yeah and and it's the, the, those are real EMGs in there Um sort of not you know not a knockoff and you know and the fa- fan fan fretting's not an, an especially easily easy thing to do and, and keep the price down on that's why there are so few affordable fan fret or multi-scale guitars and I thought I thought this was an absolutely fantastic instrument for for you know all of the the trying I could do to sort of play a seven string
1: I mean if you just look at the specs so you've got things like locking tuners uh, EMG 707s um, you've also got five piece neck uh, so for this maple and purple heart on the neck um, it's bound all the way around like you said it's got the spilt, um spalted maple top um, it looks phenomenal it looks really, really good. And, you know, for someone who I'm not really into kind of metal guitars, this errs on the right side of that, I think. You know, it's, yeah. it's very much that modern style. Yeah. Um, you know, where they've gone for the sported maple and they've gone for really understated colours. It's a kind of, they call it purple burst, I think. Um, Even though it's green? Uh, well, there's two, actually. So we've got the Stardust Green. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's, got, it's Stardust. Yeah, we've got Stardust, Stardust green. There is Stardust Black, and but it's Stardust got like Black. a hint of kind of, Purpley in it. Yeah. Um. These are super cool. Um. You know. I, I'm not sure how we're going to demo it because the chances <laughs> of any of us playing
0: do. fan fret seven strings <laughs> are pretty minimal. Matt, you might be able to give yeah, it. Yeah. Maybe. But, Who knows. Um, the the other thing we got because they also sent us a bass, but um. Exactly the same story. Exactly the same thing. We got a five string fan fret. Um. Single cut as well. So it's a single cut, and you know that. Listen, you know when you get the single cut on basses, but the. The top non-cut bit like goes right up into the neck, so it like joins at the twelfth fret, and then you have sort of all this, you know, access as it were on the other side. So this again, yeah, fan fret five string, like with these massive. I think they're EMGs again. I can't, oh no, they're Bartolini. Uh, yeah, they are Bartolini pickups. They're Bartolini pickups with like a three-band active EQ again. Monorail bridge. This one, I'm not sure. It's sported. What what, what would you call that sort of wood? Um, um, what do they call it? That's the uh, yeah. That's uh, what that's I was question. I was I was looking to see if they uh,
1: they the... call it yeah
0: sported maple top. It's sported yeah, but it's like a more a natural finish and um, it's got less burl to yeah, it. Yeah, there's less it's less burly but uh, still <laughs> quite sporty. Um,
1: I think this looks great for me. This like price wise, these are eight hundred and sixty seven pounds. Yeah, no eight hundred and seventy six pounds. I should yeah. say. Um,
0: and it's got a lot of tough competition at that price point. True, obviously. but features-wise, for what? for eight hundred pounds, and you, you're talking about like, and it's it's Bartolini active circuitry as well. It's yep. not even in-house circuitry. So, uh, like on on paper, this is an extremely good. Is it Hipshot? I th- I think it might even be Hipshot, like the Railbridge uh, um, and the tuners. They are Hipshot ultralight tuners. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the bridge is not the bridge is caught sound design but Okay, but it's still, you know, monorail bridge pieces, which is, you know, fantastic. I, I just thought the whole thing, I was like, man, this is great. And again, I I know at eight hundred pounds you're competing with Ibanez offer a lot of SRs that are very similar. Um and the B T B series around yeah. that sort of price point. Are they not more money now? They're for probably for similar... more money now though, aren't is there, they? Is are Ibanez still doing the single cut? Um probably. I don't know. It was Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It was relatively popular. And you remember Ibanez went through that phase where they They did like a Purple Heart fretboard version of the single cut. They
1: are doing the single cut. Uh, It is priced at £889 right, or or around that kind of money.
0: Um, So they're coming in at about the same price. The spec is, I guess, probably quite similar. I mean, I think Ibanez are using Bartolini. Ibanez are using Bartolini or Nordstrand at that sort of price point.
1: Uh, They are Bartolini's. Um, So, yeah, not much to actually to
0: kind of separate these two, price-wise and... Uh spec-wise... Which I don't know if that's a smart move, especially by court. You'd, you'd say sort of with the 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 brand power of Ibanez, you'd want to undercut them if you're only going to spec match.
1: Yeah, difficult, really. Although I kind of prefer the look of the court. The shape I prefer of the Ibanez the, is bonkers. I really
0: like the look of the court headstock on bases, this sort of squashed square headstock.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I it's think it's... It's got a bit more character. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, the Ibanez one is too mad for me. Blimey. Yeah. The, it's a BTB. Oh, so it's, the you BTB know, they're are, always kind of super
0: chunky anyway. But yeah, yeah the, the single a bit, is... The BTB whew. is kind of this, it's something that started life being totally like super metal. Yeah. And they've tried to make it tasteful over the years. But the, you know, it's got this, this slightly dim, demonic looking headstock. And they haven't quite been able to I mean, get just rid of that. I mean, just for me, the
1: like um, the upper. Like bout the upper kind of so wh- where the top horn would be, but you know yeah. now it's just a... we incredible. need to come up with a name for it's that. Just Both ridiculous. of us have struggled to name that. It looks area. like you could just eat your dinner off that bit. <laughs> That's <like> bonkers. <laughs> just lay out a little fried
0: breakfast on there and yeah. smash it away. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a weird one, but but yes, the um, the certainly the court um, AX five um, is is lovely again. Just again, like a bit of a a bit of a weird one. Super playable. I just want one, one of these low
1: you know, looking at those two, I just want one of these sunset TCs now. This looks like it could actually be
0: it may I think they're gonna be really good. I think incredible. we should get back in touch, try and get hold of one because I reckon that is a guitar nerd's guitar. That's a guitar yeah, that definitely. guitar nerds should own.
1: They're three hundred and fifty quid.
0: Three hundred and fifty pounds, which... and it's relict. and the two colours are cool. The yeah. only thing that could be better about this is if they did it in a dirty shell pink
1: oh even less than that if you buy one on dot uh, reverb.com oh for goodness uh, sake i can can't believe
0: i can't i can't believe you got in another 270 How dare and 55 and fifty five you this pence? podcast as as um, as something to push i mean this is a i think this is used yeah. right brand new 270 quid oh, bang lovely banging. what a great so anyway speaking of uh, of reverb um before we move on to some news news um i wanted to talk about a bit about eBay okay don't say those horrible words around here
1: don't well, come okay. bringing
0: your eBay around here what I'm saying is that I should have used reverb yes and I'm thinking <laughs> thinking about moving so okay so I'm selling some stuff so obviously listen, you might know can I, re- before you get into this sorry can I just
1: right. say that um, well, before anyone accuses this of being like a paid spot or like I, a push. I don't care what they think or say. Uh, um, we didn't talk about this before you arrived here. No, and then you just said literally before you press record, you just went, "I'm going to talk about how I had a really bad time on eBay."
0: Yeah, because because I have, I would be talking about this. Well, I don't even have to talk about this to to, to push reverb. Really, I could just talk about this as being like, "Oh, what? I just had a negative. I've just had a negative time on eBay." You know, and and I'm not sure. I'm aware that I'm a gear snob. So, I tried to take that into consideration, but I was still, I was still a bit annoyed. So, listener, as, as you might know, I, I've recently purchased a 1969 Fender Precision Base. When I say I recently purchased, I mean I used the deposit money that my girlfriend had just got back from when we moved house. And so now, bear in mind, that was. You're in arrears. Yeah, that was like the end of December. And so now she is a bit like you need to give me that two thousand pounds back because I'm getting charged interest on the credit card that that money. She should made. charge you interest for it. Yeah, well she kind of is. She's got um, no interest um, in you rightly now. so. <laughs> she shouldn't do. She's mad. Um but um but yes, the uh, so so I need to I need to I really do need to pay her back. So I was like, right, I've been meaning to do this for ages. I'm gonna sort out some gear and work out what I'm gonna sell. So I found a few things. Um, a few, a few pedals, and a few, um, a few instruments—guitars and basses. For what it's worth, the pedals all sold, no problem. The guitars, on the other hand, so the one thing in particular that I that I listed, um, is this. Oh no, this is going out before the listing ends. This is just going to encourage people to. Um, yeah. Be- should I not say what the instrument is then no one will know yeah that's fine because otherwise you're going to have a tonne of people just yeah. sending you like low ball <laughs> offers just for fun so I listed a, a particular bass guitar which is um, uh, it's really difficult to do without saying what it is it is uh, by a particular brand that would do something that is of an incredibly high calibre um, it's a prestige instrument it's yes it's, it's, it's not Ibanez though no <laughs> it's not an Ibanez prestige it's a uh, it is an absolute top-notch, limited-run instrument. An example of... I'm going to see if I can guess complete... what it is. I, you didn't tell me what it was didn't before. I, you, no. you should know what it is, because we, we talk about me selling this all the time. But um, it, it's 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 very good, okay? And I am selling it for a very reasonable price because I I'm really do need to... I went in low, okay? But I did the stupid thing and I hit the 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 option that says that I'll also take offers, and oh, it's just been like people contacting me being like offering me like half price of what it is, and I know how much stuff is worked I know how this I know how this stuff works, I know how value works on instrument. I am very well versed in the value of things when it comes to guitars, and just somebody I can't help but be personally offended by them. I know it's just people seeing. Yeah, but it's I just can't, people just fishing. I, I can't help but be like really offended by it anyway. So that was bad enough. And then like one one fellow was like um how about I offer you this amount of of money which was uh, it's difficult to tell the story is not giving any particulars. so he was yeah. like he was like how about I offer you um 400 quid which is very low. That like, that's that's
1: people are going to search quarter. for eight, eight hundred no, no, pound, no, yeah, 1200 pound bases Now, yeah,
0: but okay, so it's, it's less than sixteen hundred pound base, right? Um, and a Hagstrom Viking <laughs> base, just what you always wanted. I was like, if for if I'm selling, I'm selling like a, 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 a custom built high end example. Why, why on earth would I want to trade in and get? Like a an Indonesian-made, relatively unpopular hollow body, but like, what? Why would why would anyone telling something like that want that and this? And so I was like, yeah you know." I responded, "I'm I'm polite," and I was like, "I'm not actually looking for swaps." I said, "I I am actually trying to pay my girlfriend back some money that I owe someone." You know, no swaps. It's the the is what it is. And he was like, he came back to me and he was like, "Okay, how about?" Um, how about seven hundred quid? <laughs> it was like how about seven hundred and fifty quid and a boss? Uh, no, and a Zoom B three. Wait, what is a Zoom B three? Is like the it's, little it's effects pedals? Yeah, <laughs> a- <laughs> okay, it's the do you
1: think it's just, just like rooting around
0: in a cupboard somewhere, like, and going, "Oh, I've got this." This, this is still this is still unbelievably low for the thing, and I was just like, "Oh, god." Anyway, I was like, well, I'm not going to waste my time replying because, you know, I I was trying not to be. Maybe I'm being a bit of a snob. I'm trying not to be rude. So I was like, I'm just not going to reply. You know, someone's going to buy it anyway. I don't need to reply. And then he came back a day later and was like, I see you are not impressed with my offer. Well, like, yeah, obviously. (laughs) He was like, how about this? Uh, Well, I think, first of all, he asked what the lowest I would go is. So I I replied to him and I said, look, the lowest I'd go is this. And he was like, okay, well, I can't stretch to that. So, how about this amount of money, which is now less than I said is the lowest amount to go? And he was like, I'll I'll offer you that. But I have um, a friend who's interested in one of the other guitars that you're selling. He can pay you by Western Union. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was like, he's interested in this other guitar. And this is just a cheapie that I was selling that was like a a, a couple of hundred quid. And he was like, so he, so I, uh, you know, how about we, we, both of them together and will give you um, x amount for both of them but the amount that he offered <laughs> me for both of them together was still less than i'm listing the one guitar Sweet. that we're talking about so i was like i can't why am i still having this conversation with this guy about this guitar it's like so essentially what you've done is message me and been like i see you want this amount of money for uh for this one guitar how about uh, you sell me two guitars and I give you less money than you're asking for one of them. What? Well, on what world was I ever going to go for that? You know my answer to all of this. What? Reverb.com. <laughs> and that concludes our Reverb advert for today. Anyway, we should, uh, we should uh, move on and, um, and talk about some news. Okay, so first of all, before we talk about the news, we're using, you know, because we're not at Jay Cross's house, we actually leave all the podcast equipment at Jay Cross's. Are you leaving this in the podcast? Yeah, this oh. is in the podcast. Okay. that's what, What's okay. wrong with that? Okay. Well, a bit and, weird. No, it's not a bit weird. And it's just, we, we leave all the podcast equipment at Jay Cross's, which includes a lovely zoom h6 yeah which has a really visible screen it's great it's backlit it's it's colorful like it's sort of looks like a mini computer exactly it's great so i can see at any point how far we are through the podcast so i know roughly when to queue up the next section but this one we're using an h5 which is only the grade down i thought i'd just bring an h5 good little unit Great, great little unit. Screen's not backlit, and it's really dim in this room. So every now and again, I have to pick it up and sort of move it around in the light to try and see how far through the actual podcast. How far in we are. are we? We're like forty-one minutes, so we're quite Forty-one. Good. I know.
1: I know. Blimey,
0: we better no. rattle through this news. Yeah. Well, we, I've already done the jingle. Oh, really? It's fine. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Thought... We're, no, we're in. We're, well, we're not well Leave in. much space for that. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. You know, you can sort of if you if you can sort of zoom in on the audio, put a little chop in. You know, Lovely. Yeah, it'd be great. Anyway, first up. We should talk about... Um, are we doing it in order? Are you happy to do it in order? Um, or what? have you got something you want to talk about first?
1: Uh, yeah, let's do it in order. So uh, the biggest bit of news this week, I guess, uh, is that... Or the, the biggest kind of guitar news um, is that Gibson have uh, announced a kind of rejigging of the custom shop lineup uh, for 2019. So some of these... I'll go through all of them. Some of them I'll do very quickly um, because some of them are less interesting than others. Um, and some of them also kind of already existed. Yeah. Well there's um, twenty three. Twenty three new models, kind of. Um because some it's of them very exciting. are already uh, already in the line. Uh, it's kind of it's it's a
0: it's a thinning out. You know, it's it's a, you know, the strongest well, that it's, prevails. It's, it's
1: basically just what they've done with the electric you know, the regular production line stuff. Um in that they've actually just done stuff that makes sense. So um I'll go through in the order Can
0: we talk about the most popular the on, most coolest one.
1: Well I'm not sure this is the coolest i mean it is very cool it but also the they were making these before i've played one of these um oh. yeah these were um announced so tell, l- let's tell the listener what year. we're talking yeah, about yeah sorry so this is the Paul special double cut figured top i'm oh. not sure if they were figured top before but they've definitely done this guitar so um it's a uh top bound Paul oh. special uh with two humbuckers oh. um uh, with uh, figure top, so they're they're in like a range of uh, sunbursts. Gorgeous
0: plate. Is that the normal
1: plate cut? Yeah. Is it? Well, uh, kind of, um, because it's humbuckers, so it's shaped mm. differently than it would be for the for P90s. Um, right. This is a super cool guitar. But like I said to our listeners, most of you will have seen this before. I think we even talked about it before. Did we? Um, yeah, I played one when I was in Chicago Music Exchange. Oh. Um, so they were definitely around before. I wonder though. They may have been a Chicago Music Exchange Exclusive. limited Ooh, edition, maybe. so maybe they've opened it up to the four wider four
0: and a half thousand USD. Yeah,
1: yeah, but also bear in mind that Gibson pricing is always weird when we're talking about MSRP right. um, because the guitars never appear for that. So the price—I assume these prices have come directly from the Gibson website. Oh, okay. They never, and we talked about this when we talked about the 2019 range. The guitars are never that much money. So bear that in mind. So um, that's the Les Paul Special Double Cut. Um, They're also doing the 60th anniversary 1959 Les Paul Standard. Um, So they've kind of done a weird thing um, with the um, Les Pauls this year, like the standards, in that there is a 58 Les Paul Standard, a 960 Les Paul Standard, but then they're branding the 1959 as the 60th anniversary 1959. Um, right. There's nothing, I don't think, on it that means that it's an anniversary guitar. Um,. Yeah, it's just, again, you know, they describe it as the laser scan dimensions, chemically recreated plastics, uh, colour matching the shades of sunburst, which is what they're doing for all the guitars. Uh, this one's just called the 60th anniversary because it is the 60th anniversary. I mean, it's still absolutely gorgeous. Well, yeah, it looks absolutely incredible. All three of those guitars do, you know, the 58, the 59 and the 60 look amazing, um, but they're not too much different from what Gibson's been doing the last few years with the custom shops. Um, same for the 57. So there's a 57. Gold top, uh, and there's a 56 gold top, which is the P90 version. Again, these don't stray too far from the guitars that we've seen previously, and there's also a 68 Les Paul Custom, so that is the historically correct to 68 Les Paul Custom. Now, alongside that, there is also a modern Les Paul Custom, simply called the Les Paul Custom. So, this is not hasn't got the aged. Binding of the 68, um, and I believe has, yeah, 490s and 498 humbuckers. So that kind of modern sounding pickup. Um, But everything else, as you would expect, you know, it's um, the multiple ply binding, it's the block inlays, gold hardware, things that we see a lot on Les Paul's, uh, Les Paul Customs. Where we don't see that very much um, is on Gibson's other shapes. So uh, Gibson have announced the Firebird, Explorer, SG, and Flying V Custom. So these are basically taking the aesthetic stylings um, of the Les Paul Custom. So the ebony finish, uh, sorry, well, the colour they call ebony, so black finish, um, ebony fretboard, gold hardware, Block inlays, but then and the um, triple plot uh, Sorry, the multiple ply binding and applying that to the other shapes. This so, is out. It looks
0: outrageously good.
1: Yeah. So on the the uh, Firebird, the Firebird especially. looks phenomenal. Um, the SG uh, looks like a, an SG with the the SG
0: doesn't actually get the binding that the others get.
1: Uh, no, it doesn't on the body itself. I think that would be a little hard to do. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen an well, SG. Well, you'd, have, with to, you'd body. have to change the shape. You'd have yeah. to have the outer shape of the SG only, I guess. Yeah, that would be very weird. Um, but what's weird is obviously, you know, SG Custom is kind of known as the three pickup yeah, antique course. ivory guitar. But that, this I mean, isn't they that. They've done it
0: as a three pickup version. Yeah, These that would should all been cool. be three pickup.
1: Yeah, they, not, they haven't actually done any three pickup instruments with this refresh so there's not like a a black beauty um and then the flying v custom looks great as well top bound um and yeah with the kind of uh uh, the, the custom inlay on the headstock looks absolutely fantastic so um sg's Aside from the new custom, um, there's also a 61 uh, Les Paul Standard, which is a um, stop tail piece, and a 64, which has got the Maestro Vibrola. Outrageous. On that Outrageously so, good. So, basically, leaning into what they've done on the production yeah. line guitars oh, this year, uh, they're doing a stop tail piece and Everything a should have that Vibrola option. Um, on to the uh, kind of what we would, I guess, call the student models. Uh, there's a 57 Les Paul Special. Um, which available in TV yellow. There's a uh, Les Paul Special Double Cut, um, which is available in
0: cherry. Uh, that is, it looks fantastic.
1: And then in terms of the single pickup versions, there's a '57 Les Paul Junior and a '58 uh, Double Cut Junior, which looks
0: oh incredible. The '58 the- Double Cut, which is uh, which is. Uh, but it was, it's cream. It's with, TV yellow. Is it TV yellow? Yeah. Is that TV yellow? Yeah. It just looks a bit weird on the screen. It does look a bit oh, weird on the screen. Uh, with that sort of gorgeous, like tiger taut God. Oh, that is. Oh, that's a. Oh, oh, that's a really good-looking guitar. Yes, it indeed. is. Three thousand seven hundred and ninety-nine yes. US dollars.
1: Yes, but I suspect these are going to be much closer to the uh, originals than the the. Uh, current production line stuff. Yeah. So I, I heard some reports that the production line stuff have got fairly slim necks and these I imagine will have fairly chunky necks. So if you want right. that authentic Les Paul Junior uh experience, this is going to be as close as you can get. They look great. I you know, there's not too much to shout about really because the spec is as it should be. Yeah. Um Gibson are just really writing the ship this year. You oh. know, they're not doing anything um particularly outlandish. No, it's all safe it's just-
0: and tasteful and really really good yeah in totally,
1: theory totally where they have strayed from the spec is on the um the kind of smattering of modern guitars that are in there um so they're building they've ba- basically built out a range of Les Paul access guitars um so you've got the uh, Les Paul access custom so these are thinner body with this um uh, the shaped heel, contoured heel. Contoured heel. Um, Floyd Rose on this one, uh, ebony board, block inlays. It's like it's a Les Paul custom, but with the access features. Yeah. They also have done an access standard. Um, so, similar thing, you know, it's uh, I believe a rosewood board. Hasn't got that spec here, but I'd imagine it'd be Rosewood board. It's got the Floyd Rose. It's flame maple top. Um, and it looks like a Les Paul standard again, but with the, the access features. Um, and then there's one more access guitar, uh, which is the uh, Les Paul access custom figure top. So this is no Floyd Rose, right. um, stoptail piece, ridiculous flame top um, in a cherry sunburst, but it's like... Eye watering. Um, yeah,
0: it's, that's a really heavy, heavy yeah. cherry sign.
1: No scratch plate on that, so it, they're really showing of off the top there. This is going after your PRS player, basically. Oh, absolutely. Um and again it's got the uh sculpted heel on there, um gold hardware. this is incredibly bling. Yeah, it's it's this a is PRS. Too bling it's a me. PRS style guitar. So um yeah, they're basically they've done everything that we've asked them to do. They've, yeah. They've built out the even a PRS made by a proper company. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with that statement. But um what they've done is they've done some interesting new bits in that they've, you know, put the custom aesthetics on a whole range of guitars. Yeah. They've sorted out the historic models and they're trying some new stuff but not on the models that you don't want the new stuff to be on. Right. It's not like they've done, you know, Les Paul Junior and all the Les Paul Juniors have got the sculpted heel. Nice. They've kept all the modern features.
0: Off to the side on their own thing, and if you want that, Gibson are making it for you. Speaking of modern features that Gibson are want for, I'm going slightly out of the order. Yeah, where are you going with for. this? <laughs> well, we all remember Gibson's success with the robot tuners. Ah, oh, I know where you're going. With In this. fact, everyone was appalled and uh, and felt very let down when uh, when Gibson decided to abandon the uh, the robot tuners. Um, so, very fortunately, now you can buy a regular Gibson or any guitar for that matter. Or, well, this is the, the bass version. Yeah, and, uh, you've been
1: a, able to do this for a while on any guitar. I know, I know, I know. The I know, key thing here is the bass. Bass. You, well, tell us about it. So, um, this is from Band Industries, uh, the Roadie Bass Tuner. So, uh, a little while ago, uh, Band Industries released the Roadie Tuner. Uh, and what it is essentially is a tuner. That does, uh, you know, it's an external product that does the job of the Gibson robot tuner. Not the Gibson robot tuners, but any robot tuner.
0: It's not something you have permanently fitted. No,
1: exactly. It's a handheld device you put on the machine head. Like you would a a string winder. Exactly. But it's also got a tuner built in. So you pop it on the machine head, you hit the string that you want to tune, and, well, you, you... Tell it which string to you're gonna yeah. tell it right. which string you're gonna tune, pop it on the machine head, hit the string, and then it'll automatically wind the string to that pitch. Um, the key with this one is because the original one didn't do bass, this one now is bigger. Um, it's kind of got a bigger slot that you can put the machine head right. into. Um, and it's obviously set up for for bass tunings. One of the things for me was it restrings at 40 revolutions per minute. So that it will, means nothing to me. Well, it will basically wind the string very, very quickly. Right. Um, so you could I would imagine you
0: can put the string on from almost slack. I reckon I could turn a, a tuner 40 times in 60 seconds. I bet you couldn't. We should test that. One, and two, you, three, why don't we get three, four, one of these? Five, six. That, that's less than, you know, that's less than like one turn a second. Why right? don't we get one of these and we'll Against do a tuning me. challenge? Yeah. The roadie versus the yeah. Branton. Oh, I'm a terrible at you. Know. Yeah, I know. I'm exactly. awful at you. Know. Um, Do you know, the other day at band practice, I left my bass in, in uh, drop C for a song that was in D standard. For, no one and, even noticed. No, they did. They all kept looking at me and I was like, I don't know why everyone's looking at me.
1: I must look great. On a similar thing, talking about my band practice the other day, we hadn't rehearsed for six weeks and I took my P bass out of the case and it was in tune. Mm really it just it
0: just works yeah my my P-bass 1969 p bass was is, is is sort of you know in tune from like it just like stays in tune yeah i don't
1: P-Base, Just, it's the way to go. P-base anyway, so great. this looks fun. We should get one and we should do a uh, tuning challenge,
0: Joe versus the roadie. I'm totally up for that. Yes, we should. Right, We we are actually running out of time and there's so much more cool stuff, but we have to surely talk about the smallest effects pedal in the history of the
1: world. So uh, this is the Zoom GCE3, um, which looks, I saw a picture of it and I was like, that doesn't look that small because you know you've got the foot switches <laughs> so that will be roughly a foot size and there's three of them across and then i saw a picture of it next to a guitar pick and realized that actually the switches yeah. are just cosmetic so what this is this it, is like
0: do you remember do you remember when people were obsessed with like phones were getting smaller and smaller yeah is it zoolander that has a tiny the phone? tiny phone that's this what is...
1: this is this is zoolander's effects pedal yeah. so basically what zoom have done is they've built a box that looks like one of their multi-effects pedals but actually what it is housing uh is a little sound card um and the idea being that you plug your guitar in you usb out to a uh, computer of some sort um and you can then control it from there so you can either control it um mac or windows um and then it's got a a headphone out, I think. Yeah, uh, standard guitar input, aux stereo input, and headphone output. So I guess the idea with this is that you are doing like practice with it. Yeah, playing on headphones, um, and you can download new app, new amps through the app. Um, yeah, it's like a cool little thing. I don't know how much they're going to be. I don't, is, is, is there a price? It's attached?
0: really disappointing that none of the buttons do anything. They're yeah. just there for. They're just a visual aid. Yes, they're just. they I just. Why aren't they real? I wanna. I want tiny buttons. I mean, but I'm not I'm
1: sure you'd be able to do anything. With yeah, that. it's so small. You'd have small. to have
0: a pair of tweezers. <laughs> that would be awesome, and it could come with a set of tweezers for you to change settings. I think if someone stopped you and you had some tweezers in your gig
1: bag, they'd be incredibly worried about what you're up to. Well, maybe. Maybe not with you.
0: People know what they're getting. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's cool. Anyway, we don't really have time for any other news. There's tons of other cool stuff to talk about. I can't believe Taisko are back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we should talk about should we talk about that in the Patreon? Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that let's, in the Patreon.
0: We've got some other cool stuff to talk about in the Patreon, but what, yeah, we, we'll move on.
1: Let's round up the news in the Patreon yeah. and then we've also got other stuff to to be chatting
0: about. Yes. Okay, listeners, well that does uh bring us to uh, the close of the regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, but as we mentioned, we'll be continuing over on the Patreon where for as little as $1 you can support the podcast, $1 a month, gets you the regular episode, ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you the Patreon episode and uh, our new series, um, Hall of Fame. And uh, and $10 a month makes you an executive producer and gets your name read out uh, in one breath by me. Ugh. Yeah. I really need to write down my outro again. Yeah, you have got it written
1: down. That's the thing. It's so weird. I managed to do it for like two
0: years or however long without
1: writing it down. So do you want to read the names out Yeah, I'm going to read the names out. I'm going to read our
0: executive backer $10 super people out now. And I'll do a song that goes like this. (laughs) And so <laughs> nice day, under under crystal of lost nuts, <laughs> and take Chris Connors, this Martin Cliff, Matt Matt Roberts, Matthew King, Michael you to,
1: I mean, both of us and particularly out of breath after that one. Rocksmith, <laughs> It's tough when you got it, done. you? normally Jay like backs up, and then we take it in turns to do yeah, breaths, and yeah. then no one will notice that the the smooth gaps in between yeah, our, that's, uh, that's our
0: singing. It was a it was a tough one. Anyway, that is it for us from us. God, without having the notes here, you're really bad at this. I'm terrible at this. Anyway, that is it from us for this week. We'll catch you next week for some more guitar nerdery. Farewell. Bye bye.